Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing. All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz. Hey, welcome to the Start Something Show. It's Tina Dietz. Happy to have you here today. I am just coming off of a massive roller coaster just a couple of days ago we opened up the doors and had this tremendous webinar uh, that I'm sure you've heard about <laughs> I've mentioned it a bunch on the show here called create your business oasis and the response has been just spectacular I'm so grateful that uh, folks are resonating as I I had a feeling you would uh with this message of creating your business oasis the place where not just the people you uh, serve are nourished and refreshed and served, but you are as well as the business owner. In this world of, in this time of needing to have sustainable practices in the environment, we also need sustainable practices for ourselves and our business. And I'm just so thrilled that the response that we're getting to this webinar. So uh, the replay is still up for another couple of days. If you want to grab it, it's not too late to do that. Uh, we've also opened the doors for registration for the Create Your Business Oasis course, which is paired with our brand new Superstarters Elite Membership Program. We're in beta mode right now, so it's never going to be a better time to join in this community and build your business oasis with some fantastic, fantastic people. 10,000 thriving businesses, that's what you're, we're building. So head on over to yourbusinessoasis.com if you want to check that out. And on the show today, I'm really happy to bring on one of my lovely colleagues. Lori Kennedy is a really brilliant businesswoman and a brilliant health practitioner. She has the Wellness Business Academy, and she does live events as well as online events for wellness business professionals uh, to help them build their business like she did as a, as a wellness professional. So let's get right over to her interview and uh, check that out right now. Alrighty, my dears, today I'm delighted to introduce you to Lori Kennedy, the owner of the Wellness Business Academy and the Wellness Business Summit. She is growing a community of passionate and ambitious health leaders who are working together to achieve the company's $1 million mission and changing the way healthcare gets done. Thank goodness. Lori helps people learn how to leverage the internet for their business so you can play big and serve more people which is the point as far as I'm concerned. So Lori, thank you so much for starting something with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is really cool. So you are uh, uh, were a wellness practitioner yourself, is that right? Yes, I, uh, I started off in 1999 as a personal trainer and uh, did that throughout university and throughout some traveling around the world and then, um, and then realized that my clients you know, weren't really getting the results that they wanted in addition to, you know, struggling with my own health issues. So in 2006, 2007, I went back to school to become a registered holistic nutritionist. Oh, wow. And, and what made you pick that particular field? Um, so when I was, so, for, so, well, when I was born, it starts when I was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take us back, Lori. I was born, I was likely born with some gut issues. Um, and that showed up, you know, throughout my whole life, like in terms of ear infections, um, just some like lady problems, you know, no, I didn't want to like TMI it, but, um, 
ear infections, really bad PMS symptoms, just ongoing digestive system issues. And so when I was um, 16, 17, 18, my digestive system basically just shut down. This is before I became a trainer. And I went to all different types of doctors and lo and behold, they gave me a prescription for uh, like a, like an antacid, right? Like as if I had acid reflux. And the, the digestive system sim- symptoms were awful. Like I would sporadically throw up. I literally couldn't digest my food. Um, but they just told me I have acid reflux. And I oh, knew that I didn't have acid reflux yeah. because I was dead tired. I was putting on pounds at like a ferocious rate. And my life was just health-wise spiraling out of control. I had like crazy hypoglycemic symptoms. And there's just too much going on for it to just be acid reflux. Um, but after scopes and this and that, they couldn't find anything. And then I um, went away to university and I became a trainer and I went to a naturopathic doctor who I totally credit with transforming my health. And she taught me all about my gut and she went through all of my health symptoms literally since I was born because I was born by cesarean section um, and what that meant for me and all of my health symptoms and put them into this category called candida, which is a systemic yeast fungal overgrowth that infiltrates your entire body which basically I had, which if I don't keep in check, comes back and it's nasty. And if any of you have ever had candida or if you know what I'm talking about, you know exactly how I felt. Um, and that really motivated me and, tr- and turned me onto the power of food and turned me onto the ability that we, to some degree, have control over our health. Um, and so first step was a trainer. Second step was actually going back and learning holistic nutrition. Well, it sounds as though that your entrepreneurial journey started fairly young then because, you know, becoming a trainer and, and working your way through school, you know, doing that is not a venture that most, you know, 18-year-olds would take on. What do you credit uh, giving you your entrepreneurial spirit? Um, it's funny because the only real, quote-unquote, like, employee jobs I've ever had was as a gymnastics coach which was still, you know, health and wellness. And as um, like a fishmonger in a, in a <laughs> fishmonger, <laughs> a fishmonger it, I worked for three and a half years in the fish department at my local grocery store. Um, and, and, you know, several, probably about 17 different jobs that I was fired from. Um, oh, you too. Okay, good. Yeah, All right, totally. Yeah. So it was, it was very obvious to me early on that uh, I was in deep trouble if I didn't learn how to make money for myself. That's okay. Um, You're in good company. We, we've, we, that's, that's a common theme among guests here at the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? Interestingly, when you're 17 years old and you've just been like fired three times and no one tells you about entrepreneurship, you just feel like a big loser. Um, so it was a huge learning curve for me. And so I didn't think of becoming a personal trainer as being an entrepreneur. I just enjoyed it. And I was living out of, um, like out of my hometown in, in a place that spoke French. Um, so I was living in Montreal, going to university there, and I'm English speaking. And so I had to, and I took my personal training certification there. So I had to find an English speaking gym. Um, and so I still had like phrases of French on my notepad so that if I had a French client, <laughs> you could I make could, it work. Yeah. I could communicate with like three sentences um, because the rest, they just had to look at what I was doing. So um, I didn't really think about you know, back in 99 as, as being an entrepreneur, I never, I never really thought of myself as being a entrepreneur or business owner until after my first year of failure, when I opened up my private practice in nutrition. 
And that's when the shift happened for you. So so tell me how the, the failure led to the breakthrough, because I'm getting that that's where the path is leading us here. Yes, exactly. So when I graduated in 2007, I did what every health practitioner, you know, or service provider basically would do. And I went and rented a space. Um, and I signed my name to a to a 12 month lease. Um, I did a website, I got business cards, I did everything that the, you know, traditional service provider was supposed to do, except that none of it resulted in me getting clients, because I didn't know how to actually market myself. I just had these these things that I was told to do that I did. Um, and so within about 18 months, I had to get out of that rental agreement in that or the lease agreement. You know, the website wasn't doing anything, the business cards, the free seminar posters, none of it was working. And I had to go back to working at the gym, um, you know, as a personal trainer. And it was only then that I realized, ah, I am, a, I need to sell nutrition the way that gyms sell personal training packages. And it was like this aha moment that, oh, I need like a sales process. I need consultations, not just assessments where I gave them, you know, the farm away for free, but I needed a, a legitimate process where I could, you know, talk to strangers, sign them up, sell them on a package, not just a one-off session, and then renew them, which is unheard of in health and wellness. And so... Very, very needed. You and I were talking a little bit before the show and uh, talking about some of the the pitfalls that most wellness practitioners don't get, health and wellness don't get in their training, most of which is business. They don't, what were we saying? Most massage therapists get about two to four hours of business mm -hmm. training or something yep. like that. But yet 60% yep. of them, I believe, uh, work for themselves. Correct. That doesn't, it's not a great ratio. No, no. it's not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> Not really helpful. Yeah. So then what were some of the, the keys that you learned along the way as you started learning uh, how to be a business owner, not just be a practitioner? So the first thing really was my mindset. The first thing w really was not self-identifying as my professional title. My profession was that of a nutritionist, but my identity needed to be that of an entrepreneur slash CEO, not even just a business owner. I didn't want to self-employ myself. I wanted to create something from nothing. And, um, and so that came as a huge shocker to me because I had never thought of myself in that way before. I would, I would have, you know, when someone said to me, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a nutritionist. I, I would never say I'm an entrepreneur or I'm a business owner. Um, or I would never say, you know, oh, I, I, you know, founder of blah, blah, private practice. And so the first thing that I did, um, and this, this, this took about five years, like from 2007 to about 2011, I studied the fitness industry and I really took pieces out of what was working in the gyms because at that point I was running my nutrition practice out of the gyms, um, and using basically the group fitness model and the PT sales package model to run my private practice. Um, so, you know, in the sense of like selling packages and understanding a sales structure and a sales process. So I really started to learn and study sales after I recognized that I'm a business, I'm a business woman, I'm not just a nutritionist. So I took it upon myself to learn sales and understand sales psychology by just by reading books. Um, up until that point, it never occurred to me to even open a business book because I didn't identify as a businesswoman. I was a nutritionist. So the only books I read were on nutrition. 
Um, and so, so really, really diving into the world of sales and marketing and really trying to understand what systems and strategies within sales and marketing could I apply to the nutrition world? There was no business coaches that I knew of. There was no, you know, webinars at that point. It was really like Zig Ziglar that I learned from. Uh Zig Ziglar. But you know what? If people just did go and pick up one of Zig's, you know, training courses at the library, it would still do them a hundred percent world of good. It was honestly, I devoured every book and, you know, I was reading books for real estate people and I was reading books for, you know, they had some personal training, you know, business books, but they're written in like also like the eighties, you know, the nineties, um, the internet, there wasn't that transformation yet. So then in 2011, I had my second kid and I decided I've had enough of running my business on other people's off hours as service professionals often have to do then accommodate to our clients, which is nights and weekends. And so at that point, I made a decision that I was going to pivot again and try and figure out a way to run my business so that I didn't have to put my two little kids in daycare and do the constant, mom, can you babysit tonight because I have to work? You know, my husband's not home from work and just the shuffle. I was tired of the shuffling. Um, and I didn't know what the, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know anything about the online world at that point. I didn't know anything about online marketing or sales or funnels or launches or n- none of it. Um, I had been in the gym industry since 1999, basically. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and, and that model was working until I yeah. had kids. You know, it worked until I had kids. Well, it's when your values change that, you know, yeah. things start to work or not work as the case may be as your life changes. Um, and, and that's really the conundrum uh, that most people don't realize that, you know, we have the, the power as entrepreneurs to fit our business to our lifestyle. It doesn't have to be the other way around. Right. You know, and that goes back to that mindset again. So then uh, you then ended up evolving your business into the uh, the academy and the summit. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, what made you decide to to uh, to go national, as it were, or go global and um, develop these two very robust, very well built out um not just events, but entire, you know, an entire wellness business academy uh, mm-hmm. for folks. It's, it's quite an enormous undertaking. <laughs> That's yeah. no joke. No, it's yeah. no joke. Um, so as I was growing my, my private practice, I had a weight loss program that because I, I sort of grew up in, in, the, in the gym industry, I, since I really did take a page out of the group fitness model and I turned my entire one on one to one business into a one to many business offline. So I had multiple groups going, um, at the same time and I minimized my one to one clients and I would have 12 people in a group and I would run, you know, maybe two, maybe three groups every 12 weeks. So I was seeing more people, but I was literally working like 10 hours a week, um, which is amazing. And, then I had, I had friends and colleagues asking me, you know, how did you, how do you do that? How do you set up your packages? What do you charge? How does this work? Like, how are you, you know, seeing all of these clients working at four different gyms and like, you're only out of the house, like one or two nights a week for an hour. Like, how, how, how did you do this? And so I put to, this was in 2011. And this is right around the time where I was like, I need to change my life. I just don't know how. 
And someone said to me, why don't you do a webinar and teach these people, you know, what you're doing? Um, and I was like, oh, great idea. So my little, my son was three months old. I sat in my bed, you know, nursing and sweaty and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. And I ran, I ran this webinar, this two day, basically it was two days. It was a two day thing that I put together where I taught about 35, 40 nutritionists how to create a group program because it wasn't taught. Um, it was the only the one-to-one model was taught. And then the light bulb went off and I went, oh, so this is how I'm going to change my life. Webinars. Um, and I didn't know that webinars were part of this whole like online thing. I just, I didn't know anything about it. So then I started searching out for people who run webinars, people in the fitness industry. And I came across this business coach who was out of California and he was in the fitness industry. And I followed him and everything he said, I just, I absorbed, like I was a sponge hours and hours and hours of watching every video he ever did and read every blog post and got on his email list and went to his event um, in March of 2012. And at that point I said, okay, I need to learn every single aspect that I need to learn to build my business online. And I did both at For a long time, up until last year, I ran my nutrition private practice offline and online, and I grew my, basically my business coaching side of it to teach health practitioners, healers, and coaches how to do what I was doing, both online and offline. And so last year, I had to make the decision to say, you know what, I'm going to close my private nutrition practice for a bit um, because I want everything to be solely online. And, And that leads me to here. And... Um, the reason that I built out the academy was because there is no one single program for health practitioners, healers, and coaches that takes you through the first year of startup. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a beautiful niche to fill and, uh, one that's very, very much needed. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, client education that needs to go along with that too, because there's still this pervasive mindset in the wellness industry that fortunately is changing. I'd love to see it change faster. I'm sure you would too. You know, if you are someone who really wants to help people, you need to find ways to let people know what you have to offer. And that's called marketing. Yeah. (laughs) In a nutshell. That's basically it. Yeah. In a basically. So I love that you shared, uh, this, this, process that you went through because so many times we hear these overnight success stories and most overnight success stories are at least 10 years in the making. Mm-hmm. And so this journey that you, you know, described, um, I really appreciate you going into the the detail of it because uh, people need to know that this sort of thing just doesn't pop up overnight. Right. Right. And um, it it really does. It takes time. It takes yeah. time. And, and anyone who tells you it doesn't, uh, really is trying to sell you something and not in a yeah. good way. <laughs> no, and not in a good way. And I think too that, you know, the reality is, is when you create something from nothing, it's not a straight line to success. There are, you know, mountains and there's valleys and then there's like, you know, holes in the ground um, yes. that you have to go through. And, you know, I forget sometimes that my journey started in 1999, but it did. Um, because I only really think of it as the last five years that I've taken my business online, but you know, everything, and I'm sure for all of the people listening, like it's all of your experience that will get you to, to where you want to be. 
Absolutely. And um, Superstart is, for those of you listening, I invite you to go back to the show notes page on the startsomethingshow.com because Lori has given us a five-page online business startup checklist that gives you a detailed checklist of everything you need to set up your online business in addition to a step-by-step guide to build out your email newsletter campaigns and your first email sales funnel. Really nice, uh, very concise um, a five-page checklist. I really like the way you put that together. Um, it, it's really valuable. Even even me looking at it, looking at you know the processes as an established entrepreneur that I go through all the time. Mm-hmm. And you never get past the shiny ball syndrome. You never yeah. really get past the squirrel brain that we have because we're creative people. So it's it's really nice to have something to um, uh, wrangle ourselves into some semblance of order. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think one of the things that that I've tried to really pay attention to is specifically for any sort of startup. It's I think it's one thing if you're starting your business offline, you know, that has its own, you know, issues. But if you have to then go and and recreate an entire offline business online or start from scratch, you really just want to be told do this first, then do the second now go and do this, right? And it may or may not work it's the testing, but you, you won't ever know that until you get the steps. That's very true. What do you think that in your experience, uh, wellness professionals specifically struggle with the most when they're dealing with the business side of their business? Um, or the business well, side of their practice, I should say. I can, I can tell you actually concretely, cause I just ran a survey and I got about 220 responses and the top three blocks for, for health practitioners was time and not knowing what to do with that time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's either they had it or they didn't have it. But if they did have it, they didn't know what to do with it. Uh, like in terms of first, second, and third steps, fear. So fear of being successful, but also fear of not knowing enough, fear of being um, said no to, right? Like the no, no, I don't want to work with you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, fear, fear of putting themselves out there. And then the other one was um, was the tech, really. It's really understanding how all of these platforms interlace and, and how you use them together. Because it's one thing to go and learn, let's say, Facebook, but it's quite another to really understand the strategy of how to use Facebook or how to use any social media platform. Because if you look at from the back end, it's all the same right? Like the strategy of how to use them is all the same. The The culture and the languaging might be different per each social media platform. But once you get someone to click, what happens then is basically all the same. I see what you're saying. So yeah, so it's a matter of getting to the point of the click. Right. And so the the, the setting up of these tech platforms is really scary and overwhelming for a lot of people. So they don't get past that point to really learn the strategies. If if they did it the other way around and, and took time to understand like the marketing strategies, then the setting it up wouldn't feel so daunting because they would understand it. They would understand what they're doing. Exactly. When you when you know what you're going to be doing with something, right. then you don't feel like you're floundering just trying to figure it out all the time. You're in there for a purpose mm-hmm. and then uh, not jacking up both your fear and your concern about time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's all kind of dovetails so, together. Exactly. Yeah. So learning the fa- fundamentals really of, of, of business, of sales and marketing. 
um, before you, you know, go and spend money on anything, frankly. That's a very good point. All right. Well, uh, you are going to be joining us on the Backstage Pass and, and uh, teaching us and our superstarters about online launches, which is obviously, you know, a super big deal, yeah. <laughs> whether, whether somebody's launching a, a book, a webinar, a course, even one-on-one packages. It's it's such a fantastic way to get the word out about who they are. And um, I think we're also probably going to be dispelling some myths about online launches like, oh, that you need to have a big email list to be successful. So are we, are we, is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to that conversation. So Superstarters, I want you to uh, go over to the startsomethingshow.com, join our group for, you know, um, join our membership and uh, make sure that you have access to that fantastic teaching um, along with all of our experts who are contributing each and every week here on the Start Something Show. Lori, before I let you go, just uh, to give folks a tip for the week as they're stepping out into the world, um, if you had to give folks uh, one piece of advice that would produce results for them this week as they're out starting something, what's something powerful they can do to move their business forward? Um, Wake up 30 minutes earlier in your day and get one thing done finished that is going is directly tied to revenue. So whether that's sending out an email or finishing a program or connecting with someone who can be a good referral source, um, it's always so important to start your day fresh, but also completing a critical task that will drive your business forward. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's something I do myself and mm-hmm. uh, highly recommend it to uh, everyone else as yep. well. It's kind of addictive. After you start doing it, you start going like, oh, this really works. I think I'll get up an hour earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I get up I get in a scene hour. Um, and it's funny because when I don't get up that early now, I'm not the same person in my day. I I'm agree. not as calm. I'm not as focused. It's like, Everything changes if I don't get up at yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah, anymore. that, that so, practice yeah. makes such a, a huge, huge mm-hmm. difference. Oh, I'll have to text you at like 5 a.m. going, morning. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the show today, my dear. It's been great having you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> awesome. And thank you, Superstarters, for listening. Take it all into your week. Enjoy. Join us back on next week on the show. And remember, you can always visit us at thestartsomethingshow.com for lots more goodies, more shows, and more to support you in your business journey. We'll see you next week. Start something with purpose. Start something with freedom. Start something now. Go to thestartsomethingshow.com, join our community of superstarters, and get your perfect day planner pack, a free resource to help you create the life you've dreamed of living. Take action now, and we'll see you for our next exciting episode.